Hey, this is Cooper Smith. I'm one of the student worship pastors at Eastview, and I'm honored to welcome you to our Eastview Students High School podcast. We hope this is encouraging, inspiring, and helpful for you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy the message. Amen. Amen. Our God is the lion, and he is the lamb, and he is worthy to be praised. Can you guys express appreciation for our worship team this morning? They're doing... They're doing such a great job. They're doing a great job. Um, it's one of my, the joys of my life to be able to work with this team and to be able to be with you guys every single week. Um, if you guys don't know me, my name is Cooper Smith. Um, I'm one of the student worship pastors here on staff, and this is not something that I normally do, okay? I'm not usually a preacher. I'm not usually preaching. Usually, I'm back here doing something on stage, and actually, I'll be honest with you guys, the last time I preached a sermon... I think I was 17, which would have been about four years ago, and that was my first sermon ever. So this is my second sermon ever, so similar to Marissa, she preached a couple months ago, and she said, this is going to be either the best sermon I've ever preached or the worst sermon that I've ever preached. So the same is going to be true for me today. Hopefully it's not the worst, but um, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to get to share with you guys this morning. Um, We're in the middle, as you guys can see up here, we just started a series called Everyday Worship, okay? And last week, we talked about worshiping through the Word, reading through reading Scripture, okay? And today, we're going to be talking about what it looks like to worship daily through music. Um, And it's going to be a two-part sermon again today, so it'll be uh, 10 minutes. I'll be up here for about 10 minutes, and then I'll leave stage, and then I'll come back up. So if you guys are really excited, and when I leave after 10 minutes, sorry. I'll be back up. I'll be back up. So I want to start by asking you guys a question. Um, And that question is, can you think of a moment where you strongly experienced the Lord during a time of musical worship? So it could be a setting like this. It could be at a conference, CIY move, something like that. Can you think of a moment where you strongly experienced God during a time of musical worship? And I can tell you guys of a time where I did. Um, I was... Uh, I just graduated high school. I was 17, and uh, shout out to the late birthdays in here, by the way. I graduated at 17. Who's a late, who's a late birthday in here, by the way? Some of you? A few of you? August, July? Um, and that was me. So I was 17 and just graduated, and I was at this, um, this conference in Oklahoma. And, and I was, and it was, it was during one of the sessions, and I remember uh, this song called Simple Gospel came on. Do you guys know that song, The Simple Gospel? Wh- whatever I was going through that week, that song just, just really hit me. Okay, I was doing like the, the whole like ugly cry, like, oh, simple gospel, amen, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, I just was really personally connected with the Lord. And <clears throat> I don't know what it's like for you guys, um, but like I said, today is about worshiping the Lord through music. Specifically, what it looks like to worship the Lord through music in general, but also in our everyday lives. So if you guys have your Bible, I want you guys to open up to Exodus 15. Exodus 15. In just a little, I'll give you guys a second to turn there. If you, and so a little bit of context 
So this, Exodus 15, we're going to be reading a song. I think it's pretty fitting. We're talking about music. We're going to be reading a song. The Israelites sang after the Lord delivered them through the Red Sea. So they're, they're being chased by the Egyptians, the Israelites. They come up, they're cornered, they're at the Red Sea, they have nowhere to go. God parts the Red Sea, the Israelites pass through, and when the Egyptians try to pass through, the Lord causes the sea to fall on the Egyptians, killing the Egyptians and saving the Israelites. Okay, and this is their response. This is the Israelites' response. Um, Exodus 15, verse one, it says, Then Moses and the people of Israel... Sing this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and army he has hurled into the sea. The finest of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters gushed over them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. Let's pray real quick before we dive into this. Father, I pray that your spirit would be here. Um, I pray that your spirit would be working. And I know that you are, Father. I know that you are a God that loves us. I know that you are a God that is present when we are gathered together. And Father, I just ask that you would help us to become more like you today as we, as we learn and as we worship you. Father, we love you and pray this in your name. Amen. So what, can you guys imagine, when we look at this passage, after having been delivered from the Israelites, can you imagine what the Israelites were feeling as they were singing this song? I can imagine after having just ran for their lives and, and seen a, a sea literally being split in two with dry land in the middle, I can, I, can, I can bet they were feeling a lot of things, but one of those things is that they were feeling relieved. Whew. I bet they were feeling pretty relieved. They're safe. I bet they were also still getting over the terrified feeling that they were feeling um, as they were being chased. But I can tell you one thing, when I look at this passage, they felt connected to God personally. Look at the language here. It says in verse, verse 1, it says, I will sing to the Lord. Verse 2, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Clearly, the Israelites are personally connected with the Lord. And God has created us, guys, to be an emotional being. We are emotional beings, and that's how God created us. And when we sing like the Israelites did here, God relates to us in a relational and a personal way. He relates to us in a relational and a personal and emotional way through times of musical worship. He is present and he is glorified when we sing to him. But I do want to be really, I want to be really careful that we understand that music and worship are not synonymous, Okay? You guys know what synonymous means? I'm assuming most of you do. You're smart people in here. Synonymous basically means they're not the same exact thing. They go hand in hand, but not all worship is music and not all music is worship. And so I want to head into the next part of our passage. Um, let's go to verse 6. So Exodus 15, verse 6. So we're continuing with the song. Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, smashes the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrow those who rise against you. 
You unleash your blazing fury. It consumes them like straw. At the blast of your breath, the waters piled up. The surging waters stood straight like a wall. In the heart of the sea, the deep waters became hard. The enemy boasted, I will chase and catch up with them. I will plunder them and consume them. I will flash my sword. My powerful hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders. You raised your right hand and the earth swallowed our enemies. I was meeting with somebody this week that a lot of you guys might know. Um, his name's Jim Karch. He's, he's a, just a, such a great guy, and I've had some really good conversations with him. And this week, he was quoting a book, and he said this, he said this sentence that really, I thought was really good. He said, your worship reveals what you love. Your worship reveals what you love. And clearly, in this passage, Israel is focused on the Lord. Look at verse 6. Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, smashes the enemy in the greatness of your majesty. Clearly, Israel is focused on the Lord as they're singing this song. And however, sometimes I wonder, whenever, whenever we gather together and we, and we sing, when we sing together, is it the same for us? When we sing, are our hearts focused on the Lord. And this goes along with a lot of our daily practices like reading the word, praying, all of these things. What are we thinking about? Who are we thinking about? I'm tempted a lot of times, and I'm sure it's the same thing with a lot of you guys. Um, I'm tempted to focus on how I'm feeling, how a specific song makes me feel. Or I'll think, or maybe some of you guys in here, you're like, oh man, Cooper's up there leading worship again. Ugh. I hate it. Don't like when he's up there. Or whatever it is for you. Hey, if that's you, by the way, we're still friends. Don't worry. We're still friends. Um, but, or maybe we're focused on um, like song preference. Like I like this song. I don't like this song. And that's really what we're focusing on. All of these things. When I'm tempted to do these things, I'm tempted to worship myself. Worshiping is ascribing worth to something. So when we're in a corporate, or when we're in a communal worship setting and we're singing and we're focusing on our feelings, we're focusing on all the other things besides the Lord, we're not worshiping the Lord, we're worshiping ourselves. And so I want us to be really um, intentional about focusing on God during times of worship. And as the band loads, and we're going to do some more worship here um, in a little bit, I want us to focus on the Lord and who he is. Focus on what he's done for you and what he's done for the world and what he has promised to continue to do. I want to invite you to throw yourself at the Lord in worship. And if you're not feeling it, if you're not, if you're not feeling it, that's okay. You don't have to, it's not bad at all to feel it, but if you're not feeling it, sometimes, sometimes if I'm raising a hand in worship, that'll be a great opportunity, if, especially if I'm not feeling it. I'll be like, Lord, I'm not feeling it, but I know that these words are true. I know that these words are true. I can praise you even when I don't feel it. And remember, God is a personal and emotional and relational God that meets us during a time of musical worship, but the trick is... And this is something that we'll continue to figure out, 
I still have to continue to, to make sure that my heart is focused on the Lord. And it's not an easy fix. But the trick is to seek God and not the feeling. To seek the Lord and not the feeling. And it, like I said, it's okay to feel emotionally invested in a, wor- in, in a worship song. God relates to us in an emotional way. But like I said, our worship reveals what we love. And I want to encourage us as we sing to center our time of musical worship around Christ. And so we're going to sing a song here. Um, It's called Jesus, You Alone. We've sang it in here for uh, basically since we've been back for, for, uh, from COVID, from our um, long hiatus. So um, we're going to sing this song. And similar to the second part of the passage I read, it just talks a lot about the attributes of the Lord, okay? There's no personal first-person pronouns. There's no I, there's no me, there's no we, there's no us in the song. And that's okay if there are those words. Like I, like I read in this passage, the Israelites had a lot of personal language, but this next song doesn't have any of that. And so I want us to take this time to simply worship the Lord. Sing to him. Engage with him. Tell him how much you love him. He's here in this place. And he is worthy to be praised. Would you guys stand? And let's respond and worship together. Well, I brought up water this time because last time I took a bite of a granola bar right before I came up here. And like two minutes in, I started feeling it in my throat. I'm like, oh no, I should have brought water up here. So now I'm I'm learning as I go, learning as I go. So, uh, guys, like we've been talking about, we're in this series called Everyday Worship. And so far, I've really only talked about Sunday morning worship, and now I want to start diving into what it looks like to incorporate worship or Christian music into your everyday walk with the Lord. And I want to start off by saying worship is a lifestyle. Okay, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it again. I want you to repeat it so we, so we really get it ingrained. Sorry, just humor me on this, okay? So worship is a lifestyle. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like doing that. I taught a class one time and had everybody do that. And so sorry I made you guys do that too. Um, but I want you guys to understand that worship does not, worship includes a lot of things. It includes a lot of things. And our goal in our lives is to have everything we do be an act of worship towards the Lord. And there are intentional practices that we can do in order to have this be the case, in order to to intentionally worship Him. And these things, like we talked about last week, is being in the Word. Today we're talking about worship music. We'll be talking about praying. We'll be talking about silence and solitude, practicing the presence. All of these things are intentional ways that we can worship the Lord that help us draw closer to Him. And there are certain practices, certain of these practices that are easy for, for some of you in here, and some of them are harder for others. So it's really a personal thing. It depends on you. So how many of you in here right now would say that it, it's, it's, it's a easy, an easier thing for you to do, um, or it's easy for you to read the Bible, let's say? Show of hands. How many of you, is that, that practice come naturally, come easy for you? Okay, I see a lot of hands raised. I see some hands raised, some hands not raised. So that shows that it's a personal, a personal thing. For me, um, 
And I do want to clarify that it is important to be in the Word. I don't want to downplay the importance of that. But it's good to know how you connect with the Lord. And for me, how I connect with the Lord is through reading the Bible. I get up um, every morning and make a cup of coffee and spend about 30 minutes in the Word and in prayer. And that is a great way for me to connect with the Lord. I want to encourage you guys to find a practice similar to that. But another way for me that I can, where I connect with the Lord is in times of musical worship like what we've been doing in here. Um, I just, I love those moments. I love being able to sing with you guys, sing with fellow believers and lift up the Lord's name. But what I do want to say, it's not always natural for me. This is, this is a little bit of transparency here for you guys. It's not always natural for me to listen to worship music throughout the week. That's not something, that, when I open Spotify, some, a lot of times my first choice my natural inclination is not to open up a worship album, open up Elevation or Hillsong. And if that's you in here, that's okay. And if you don't connect well with the Lord through music, especially when we're all together, you're not a freak. Like, if, if you're like, why don't I ever connect with the Lord through music? That's okay. But today is not me saying, all right, you guys just need to listen to more worship music. That's my sermon if that, were the, if that were the case, then I could come up here, talk about it for two minutes, and then leave stage. But I want to deal with a deeper issue when it comes to our everyday worship. Okay? So I want to head to Exodus 15. I want to head to Exodus 15. What we've been in, we've been, we've been reading this song that's been a response by the Israelites after being delivered from the Egyptians through the Red Sea. So look at chapter 15, verse 13. With your unfailing love, starting at verse 13, with your unfailing love, you lead the people you have redeemed. In your might, you guide them to your sacred home. The peoples hear and tremble. Anguish grips those who live in Philistia. The leaders of Edom are terrified. The nobles of Moab tremble. All who live in Canaan melt away. Terror and dread fall upon them. The power of your arm makes them lifeless as stone until your people pass by, O Lord, until the people you purchased pass by. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. The place, O Lord, reserved for your own dwelling. The sanctuary, O Lord, that your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. Clearly, in this passage, there's a contrast. Look at verse 18. The Lord will reign forever and ever. God will reign forever, but when you look, as God is delivering his people, all these foreign nations, these foreign enemies of Israel, they're out here like just pooping their pants. Look at, look at this. So they've got the leaders of Edom are terrified. It says, terror and dread fall, up, fall upon all who live in Canaan. Anguish grips those who live in Philistia. Clearly, in this passage, it's clear that the world is inferior to the Lord and his kingdom. And here's the bottom line, guys. When, when I get out of this passage, is the world pales in comparison to the Lord and his power and goodness. The world is passing away, but the Lord and his kingdom are eternal. And like I said, today is not simply about listening to more worship music. I want to ask a deeper question, and that question is, how often do we turn to other things in this world? Do we worship other things in this world besides God? These things that we worship 
are, could be, that we put in God's place can be called false idols or false gods. And I want to talk specifically about one or two today that I feel like are very prevalent. And one of them in this room that I'm sure is more prevalent than a lot of you guys realize is the issue of pornography. And I'm sure that a lot of people in here are wrestling with this or have wrestled with this. And a little transparency that this was a, this was a part of my story in high school. And I want to talk to you real quick. If this is, if this is you, or, or, or just in general, picture, picture with me that, that you're holding a shovel, okay? Picture that you're holding a shovel, and every time you engage in pornography, you take that shovel and you start digging yourself in a hole, okay? Now, if you're, there gets to a point, and some of you in here will understand what I'm talking about, it gets to a point where you're digging, and you're digging, and you're digging, and eventually it gets to the point where you can't simply put down the shovel. It's not that easy. And if you're in here and you resonate with that, and I know that there are people in here that do, please talk to somebody. Talk to one of the pastors here. Talk to your small group leader. Please, don't fight this alone. And if you're in a, if you're in a position where you haven't picked up the shovel, or, or maybe it's not something that, that you haven't gotten to the point where you can't let go, I beg you, please, don't get started. And if you've barely started, nip it in the bud, okay? That's my encouragement for you from this issue. But here, here's the deal. When we consistently choose to look to other things and worship other things besides Jesus, we build habits that point us away from Jesus. Another one of these false gods that a lot of us in here fall prey to is the, is the, is the idol of worry. Now, I think worry can be an idol. I think worry can be something that we turn to other than Jesus because we are constantly tempted to worry and be over-anxious about things. We are constantly tempted, and the more you turn towards the Lord in worship, the less you will naturally worry. I saw this thing on Instagram. I thought it was really good. Um, it said, the more you worship, the less you worry. The more that you turn to the Lord in your everyday lives, the less you will naturally worry. Who needs that in here? Because I know I, know I do. My goodness. I love that. That's just a, such a good truth. But when you worship God, your grip on yourself begins to loosen. Our obsessions with ourselves begin to loosen. And the false gods that, that we all have in our lives will begin and continue to lose their grip on us. So, and we're going to transition into a time of application. So what does this look like in regards to daily worshiping the Lord through music? What, is this, what does this look like? I've talked about a lot of things. And just a reminder that worship is a lifestyle. Remember, I had you guys repeat that just a few minutes ago. And when I talk about worship, I don't always mean music. Some, not all music is worship, and not all worship is music. I think I've hopefully gotten that point across maybe a little bit too much. But also, worship music is a great way to connect with the Lord. It's a great way to connect 
with the Lord relationally and personally. And you guys know this, music is a, such a huge aspect of our culture. The culture that we live in, we, we, there's music everywhere. I know, um, I know a lot of you guys in here are probably, or maybe not a lot, some of you maybe, are out here listening you know, to the uh, good old 21 Savage, uh, Playboy Cardi, Meek Mill, you know, all these guys that maybe not, that maybe don't have the best lyrical content. And when I, I want, I want to be careful here. I'm not telling you, you guys need, I'm not saying, oh, you need to completely get rid of all that and go only WCIC, Newsboys, Matthew West. That's not what I'm saying. But I want us to be very intentional and check our, and check ourselves on what we're consuming. How much negativity are we taking in through our music listening habits? 1 Corinthians 10.23 says, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And basically what that means is, you can do a lot of things, but are these things really good for you? Are these things really good for you? My, my, my big question in, in this section is, are our music habits pointing us away from God? Is the music we're listening to turning us away from Jesus. I want us to consider the possibility of becoming more intentional about worshiping God through music in our everyday lives. And so an example for me is something that I started doing. Like I said, um, it's not as natural for me to turn on, you know, worship music throughout the week. I love worship music, and I connect with it really well. I think that it's a great way, like I've said this morning, a great way to worship and connect with God. But it's not always something that um, I'm great at. So what I decided to do in order to more intentionally worship the Lord is in the first three months, I'm just going to try it out for the first three months of 2021. It's kind of a New Year's resolution. I'm going to listen to only worship music for the first week of each month. Unless I'm working out, I'll listen to only worship music in the first week of each month. And I just got done with my first week. Can you believe it? We're already, what is it? We're 10 days into 2021 already. That's wild. Um, and I started doing this, and I noticed a change. I noticed a difference in myself, in how every time, I listen to music quite a bit, and every time I listened to it, I was encouraged, I was reminded to be focused on the Lord. And I don't know what it looks like practically for you, but when we talk about worshiping the Lord, music is an awesome way to do that. And it does not have to be a typical genre. You don't have to, I'm not saying that you have to stay within contemporary worship. You can, you can go Christian rock, Christian rap, um, different types of styles. I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to stay within a specific genre, and it doesn't have to be all you listen to. But what if we became a people that worship the Lord throughout the week by listening and engaging with biblical truths found in worship music, in Christian music. I think we'll be able to have closer and stronger relationships with God. I really do. So some, some examples practically for you guys. Uh, who's going back to school in person next week? A lot of you. How are we feeling about it? <laughs> I heard Noah up here. Feeling okay? Well, either way, I remember when I, was in, when I was in school, you know, I wore headphones in the hallways. I was like, you know, I, was, I went through a Beats phase where I was wearing uh, like over-ear Beats headphones, walking through the halls like, yeah, I got my Solo 2s on, wireless, you know, feeling pretty cool. And uh, I don't know, maybe you guys, probably for you guys now, it's AirPod Pros, maybe. That, that would be the, uh, the equivalent. But maybe when you guys are walking through the passing periods and with your AirPod Pros in, maybe you're playing worship music 
Maybe, maybe just once or twice that day, once or, once or one or two passing periods. And you pray for those around you in your school. Or maybe on your way to school. When you're driving on your way to school, you could throw on a worship song. And, and if you're alone, you can sing along. Or if you're with somebody, you can sing along or just listen to it. Maybe, maybe if you're at home online, or just in general, if you start to get anxious or depressed or, or, or stressed or even bored, when all these emotions come up, instead of turning to all the things that the world offers, maybe you'll put on a worship song or a Christian song and let the words wash over you and sing along. Um, maybe, maybe for you it means putting some Christian rap on your playlist. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Um, but I don't know what it looks like for you. Hopefully you guys are thinking a little bit, kind of personally, what it would look like for you. But as I close, I just want to invite you guys to worship the Lord every day. It's our series, every day. We have t-shirts that say, every day. And I want to invite you to allow music to be a part of this. Because when we worship God through music, he is present and he is glorified. And as we do so, we'll grow to be much more focused on him and less and less on the world around us, on our worries, and on on ourselves. Would you guys pray with me? Father, we, we thank you that you are a personal God that wants to have a relationship with each and every one of us in here. It's a crazy thing, it really is. And we thank you for creating music and for creating us to connect with you through music. And Father, I pray for these students in here, Father, that, um, that they would worship you more and more throughout their week. That as we continue to talk about what it looks like to worship you every day, God, with these students and with all of us in here, be able to do this more and more. Would you focus our hearts on you, Father? Father, I pray your blessing over this time as we continue to worship. Would your spirit move? And Father, we love you. We pray all of this in your son's name. Amen. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the message, we'd love it if you would join us on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. for our Eastview Students High School service. We also want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and share it to your social media accounts. To stay up to date, check us out on Instagram at EastviewHSM and check out our Eastview Students YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.